Guatemala and after an incredibly impactful week. The amazing thing about this year's trip after having also done it last year was our ability to see the students who showed up for themselves last year and see their growth, see how they actually took the tools that they were given, the skills, everything, and really apply it to their life. Almost every single one of those students who were with us last year came back this year and told me that they now have a business, that they are now making money for themselves, cutting hair in their communities. And that is really what it's all about. It's about allowing people to empower themselves through skills. And that's probably the biggest thing that I learned this year. Last year, the trip to Guatemala was incredibly eye-opening because I have never been in an experience like that. I had never seen a culture so vastly different from my daily life. And it was empowering and it was incredible to be able to go and experience the love and the joy and the peace that the people there had in that lifestyle. And it was truly incredible for me to dive into it and to respect it and to find my own sense of love for that culture. And so this year, since I had already been there once, I knew what I was going to expect. I knew the warmth and the welcoming that we were going to receive from the people. I knew the communities that we were going into. And so what I walked away from learning, it was more about the empowerment side of why we were there. I learned that the only way to truly empower somebody is to give them the tools to be able to empower themselves. It's so much more important and supportive and impactful than just giving somebody a gift. I think that a lot of the time when we think about helping others, we think about giving, giving what we have to them. And sometimes that's just in a material way. It's in money or in small donations or donating our clothes, which are all amazing, wonderful things to do to help your community or to help people in need. But when it really comes down to it, people want to feel as if they can do it for themselves. People want to do it themselves. People want to change their own life. They don't want to feel as if they've been handed something and that's why they are successful. Sharing your knowledge with people and seeing how they can maybe take your knowledge and turn it to help their own life, that is what it all boiled down to and that is what I took away from this year's trip. It was beautiful and it made me come back and feel so much more rejuvenated about growing pains and about this ability to give to others in a more powerful way. But when I got back last week, my world got shaken up a bit. A place that I called home for four years and would still consider one of my homes today experienced an act of mass violence. Michigan State University students lived through a trauma that no one and I mean, no one should ever have to endure. We can only send prayers and love so much before change has to ensue, before somebody has to stand up and say, this is enough. So before moving forward with the content of today's episode, I'd like to take a silent moment to send healing, love, light, comfort to those who are still grieving and to everybody on campus who may be in need of a little bit of time to move forward. Thank you for joining me in that. My intention today is to identify the effects of trauma and to provide tools, resources, and practices to begin to release it from the mind and body. Healing can be necessary from any form of built up low vibrational energy, so I want to start by defining trauma as 
over the years, the word has been thrown around quite a bit without much thought behind it. So I think getting down to it and really defining what it truly means will help us move forward with a clearer understanding. And so we all know this is a podcast strictly by me, Olivia Santelli. I am not a medical professional. I am not a psychologist. I am only here to provide insight. And if you are in need of deeper help, please find that deeper guidance in a professional setting. Let's start at the basics. What is trauma? From its Greek origin, trauma is translated to the word wound. That wound is the dictator of our actions, our thoughts, and the way that we respond to life. Trauma is not the direct experience that you lived through, but is the response within our mind and within our body. So trauma is not what happened to you. Trauma is how your body responded and is now reacting to that event. The scale, timing, point in your life, and kind of event can change the type of trauma that you experience. There's what you can call big T trauma or little t trauma. Big T trauma is typically large events that have happened unexpectedly. This can be devastation from natural disasters, the passing of a loved one, acts of mass violence, seeing somebody pass away in front of you. It can be a multitude of any of those really large life events that are unexpected. Small t trauma is defined as experiences over time that begin to instill into your mind and your body a separation. So this could be bullying as a child. It could be words or mistreatment from a parent when you were little or as you've grown. It could be a toxic relationship changing your viewpoint of yourself and the viewpoint of the world. It can be these little things that get into your mind and dig deeper and deeper until it creates an open wound. To live in modern society is basically to live with trauma. The outliers in our current population are those who do not feel the remnants of trauma on their life. And here's the thing, we consume so much more media, so much more bad news than any other generation has ever consumed. I have to put my phone away in the morning because I wake up to messages and notifications from the New York Times telling me everything that happened in the world last night. And that's a lot of hard shit to take in. I can't internalize all of that without it affecting me in some way. So I've had to find practices to remove myself from that. But that being said, even small things like that over time can change our perception of the world and can turn into an open wound in how we view both the world around us and how we view ourselves, which ultimately is the definition of trauma. So to live without trauma in our day and age is very rare. I am currently reading The Myth of Normal by Gabriel Mati. It's amazing. I'm about five chapters in right now, so I can't speak too much on it, but I have been wanting to read this book since I first heard him speak. And there's this passage that contains his explanation about an open wound or a scarred over wound regarding unhealed trauma that I think really relates to what we're talking about here. It says, raw wound or scar, unresolved trauma is a constriction of the self, both physical and psychological. 
It constrains our inborn capacities and generates an enduring distortion of our view of the world and of other people. Trauma, until we work through it, keeps us stuck in the past, robbing us of the present moment's riches, limiting who we can be. Until seen and acknowledged, it is also a barrier to growth. Unidentified trauma, stored in the mind and body, is what causes our quick and sometimes uncharacteristic responses to inconveniences in our lives. And sometimes we don't even know that we have a trauma that is causing us to react in a certain way or to get upset or to do something unconsciously. And that reaction, that unconscious trauma within ourselves is the barrier between the life that we are currently living and the life that we are aiming to live. Now, since there's such a wide spectrum of trauma, some being defined as big T trauma, like we had said, or little t trauma, I'm only aiming to identify and start sharing tools to address symptoms in hopes to provide healthier options to coping. Obviously, if you have undergone an incredibly large traumatic event, some of these tools and tips may not fully help you overcome what you've gone through. Therapy or reaching out to professional help, like we've said before, is recommended in that case. But I do want to provide healthier coping mechanisms to overcoming trauma and to removing that barrier between where we are and where we want to be due to trauma, due to this wound. I want to be able to offer, one, a safe place for us to listen about trauma being even a general thing that lives in our lives, and two, for us to be able to identify that we have it and start to try and move forward from it. There are plenty of signs that can help identify if we are living with stored trauma. Disconnect from our bodies is a huge one. Altered or shifted perspective of the world around us. A lack of ability to trust our personal instincts. Self-deprecation or self-pity. Limited response flexibility. Or, this is the definition of limited response flexibility, the lack of ability to choose how you respond to an event that's happening to you. If you feel like any of these things have related to where you're at in your life, or if you've noticed a shift in any of these areas of your life, these next tools are really going to help you start to take a step back and to realize how you can begin to find your way back to what might be considered normal, and the word normal is very vague here, but very more normal for your life. The first tool, and one that we love to talk about here on Growing Pains, is mindfulness. Have you noticed that in certain moments you find yourself shutting down or unconsciously reacting? Like we just talked about not being able to choose how you react to a situation that happened to you or an inconvenience and immediately like turning a switch when something happens. Is there a link to what may be causing that response? Have you been able to pick up on what's happening before you respond that way and then what happens when you respond? Or maybe you can't seem to find that link, that connection. Typically, we'll fill our days with activities that suppress our need to think or feel 
because it creates a safer feeling of disconnect from the thoughts of the past. That's why we spend so much time scrolling on our phones or driving around with our music blasted up or constantly having noise in our ears. Any of those things that keep our senses stimulated so that we no longer have to think about or feel these senses and thoughts of a moment that has happened to us in the past. However, living in this unconscious state isn't really living. It's like that scar tissue that Mati was talking about. The wound is covered over, and although it's tough on the exterior, we're still healing on the inside. There's still healing to be done below the skin. Reconnecting with mindful practices can reintroduce the body to those positive emotions that can aid in that inner healing. As you move through your day, actively try to take a role in what you're doing. Whether that's cooking or eating, walking to work or class, driving, any of those mundane activities that we have to do every day. Notice the sensation of the things you're touching. Maybe you're noticing what the fork or the spoon feels like as you're eating, or you're noticing the pan or the food that you're touching as you're cooking. Maybe you notice your feet pressing against the ground as you're taking steps, or your fingers on your phone as you're typing your next text message. Any of those things can bring us back into the present moment. In the process of trying to become more mindful, this is just a hot tip, it's probably best to avoid drinking or the use of any recreational drugs. This is just a side hot tip. Those things, those forms of coping, typically are methods to help suppress your emotions and cause you to retreat back into that unconscious mind. And that is what we are trying to escape from by becoming more mindful. I'm not saying enjoying a good drink or, you know, having a little fun with your friends isn't a great way to get over something traumatic that has happened to you or to find normalcy in your life once again, but I heavily recommend noticing where you're going when you're feeling your emotions. When you are becoming mindful again, where do you retreat back to? Say you're coming more mindful and you're noticing your everyday thoughts and you're noticing how you're moving through your days and your reactions and that's beginning to scare you. So you retreat back into drinking at night or you retreat back into smoking before you go to bed or when you wake up. Notice that your body is trying to refine that comfort zone in the unconscious mind. And so just a little personal recommendation here. If you are truly trying to move forward and trying to pressure and push yourself outside of your comfort zone, maybe taking a short break from drinking or smoking for a while can help you aid in this mindful and healing process. It's also helpful to lean into your emotions as they're coming up. Instead of trying to escape from those deep feelings that you're having, that want to cry or your feeling of anger or your feeling of overwhelm, allow it to take over fully. Feed into it for just a moment. So you're feeling that welling of tears coming up. Cry. Tell yourself it's okay. Just cry. Ball your eyes out for a minute. And notice how that emotion begins to release from your body after you've accepted it and embraced it instead of trying to suppress it. We have to grow through what we go through, right? And this is the same for our emotions. If emotions are coming up, 
and we're constantly pushing them down and pushing them down. I shouldn't be feeling sad. I shouldn't be feeling guilty anymore. And never allowing ourselves to feel them, they're going to build up until they blow up. And so to avoid that blow up, we're going to start leaning into how we're feeling. We're going to start leaning into the emotions that are coming up for us so that we can move past them. So that we can allow ourselves to heal through connecting with how we feel. Okay, (laughs) didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. The next tool that can help us move forward is movement. That disconnect that could come from our body from a traumatic experience leaves us feeling, once again, unconscious, living in our minds instead of living in our bodies. And so connecting to your body, once again, finding movement, even for just 10 or 15 minutes a day, especially movement that takes all of your focus. Like yoga and Pilates require your focus on breath. So your mind is going to have to focus on breathing, connecting to your breath, while your body focuses on holding a challenging position. Or you can lean more into like boxing or high intensity training because those require focus on form so that you don't hurt yourself. These kinds of movements will release you from the running thoughts that are going through your head. It'll give you something to focus on while also allowing your body to go through something that might be challenging and forcing you to accept that challenge in your body and move with it. Finding that mind-body connection once again through these small bits of movement. If you're interested in trying some Pilates, I have some YouTube videos that are great as just an intro to like some light movement and connecting to your breath as you move. So if you'd like to get moving for 10 or 15 minutes, you can check out my YouTube or any other YouTube videos that might seem to help. It can be just a quick 15 minute workout at home to help you refine that connection to your body. Movement is also a great tool for when you're noticing an intense reaction in yourself. So you can use it as a way to calm down and detach from that reactive state that you're living in. Maybe something came up for you and you notice that you're reacting unconsciously. You fed into it, you allowed yourself to feel those emotions, but now how am I going to reframe my day and move forward in a more positive way? You can use movement as a way to detach your focus from that reaction and now choose, actively choose, to make a difference and move forward with a more positive mindset or with a more accepting mindset of what you just experienced. The next tip slash tool for beginning to heal is volunteering. If you notice that due to this traumatic event or due to trauma that's come up in your life, that you've noticed a shift in your perception of the world or a shift in the perception of people around you, if you've noticed that you're thinking more negatively or you're living in a state of fear in every situation, a way to begin healing beyond just becoming aware that you're living in that mental state now is to get involved in giving back. Volunteering and reconnecting with that community that might be in need can help to bring power back into your life. It brings a sense of purpose and fulfillment That ability to give back and share your time with people who are in search of it allows you to feel as if... It's so hard to put into words, but it allows you to feel as if you have purpose again. It allows you to feel as if maybe what I have gone through was meant to bring me to this place so that I can now give and help from a deeper place 
that I can give back and I can be vulnerable and I can share this time with my community. While you're in those moments of giving back or you're volunteering, allow yourself to view those small moments of rewarding human connection. See the good things that are happening. See the good people in this world. See the change that you can make in a community that you've reached out to volunteer to. That connection will also bring a lighter sense of hope and light back into your view of life. We have two more little hot tips. The next one is huge, and it's to ask for support. Talking. Just talking. Sharing your story. Telling it to people who are there to listen to it, who want to hear it. Because I can tell you that your story is so powerful. It doesn't matter what it is. It is powerful, and there are people in this world who need to hear it. So that they can find somebody who they relate to. Maybe you sharing your story will help somebody else feel not alone. Or maybe you sharing your story can just help you to accept that it was a part of your life. It can allow you to open up and be vulnerable about these hard moments that may have caused you trauma. That releases their power over you. Your ability to move past fear of those moments, of those actions, of those events gives you the power to to shift your perspective on what happened. It gives you the power to open up and to just accept that, yes, that was the past. Yes, this may have happened to me, but I am not going to allow it to affect me anymore in the future, and I am owning that because I have spoken that into existence, because I have shared my story, because I have done what I can to express my feelings. It also allows you to build a community maybe around that. Sharing your story with people who may have gone through the same thing. Finding a support group. Those are all great ways to find a community surrounding this event that may be impacting you deeply. The final tip and tool is to engage in creativity. Even if you feel like you aren't a creative person. Using art or writing or graphic design, any skill that you have or trying a new skill to express yourself in a creative way can help to bring a little bit more flow into your life. Everybody always talks about getting into their flow state and maybe we'll do an episode on it, but sometimes when you just focus so deeply on creating or on moving or on drawing or writing, you dip into this new consciousness and your body and your mind kind of connect and take over and just express what it is that needs to be released from yourself. So try something new. Try a new creative project. Dive into a skill that maybe you already have and see how that helps you move forward. That is a great way to connect to a new part of your body, to a new part of your mind, and allow yourself to get into a different state of being. Those were my tips and tools for overcoming trauma. There are plenty more. There are a ton of resources that I'm going to link in today's show notes. Also, I'm not sponsored by them, but maybe I should be. You can find online resources to therapy and online access to therapy through BetterHelp. I've heard a lot about it in other episodes that I've listened to of different podcasts, um, and I've looked into it personally, so that is also another resource that I will link in the description below. I will also link GoFundMes for the students who are still hospitalized from the Michigan State University shooting so that we can continue to contribute to that community. 
I want to thank you guys for listening through this entire episode and for being here and for taking this time to just listen. Maybe you didn't realize that there was trauma in your life that came up and maybe you noticed that some of these characteristics related to you. That's okay. It's good to keep learning things about ourselves. Or maybe you knew that you just underwent a traumatic event and you didn't know where to start. I hope that one of these tips and tools can help you begin to move forward. I want you to know, like always, but especially on this topic, my DMs are always open. I'm here to hear and listen and just be an open ear if you want to talk to somebody. I probably will not give you any further advice than what I've listed here, but as just an outlet to speak to, I'm always open to hearing and listening to your stories. And anything that I can do to help, please let me know. But without further ado, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, I love you guys so much. Thank you a hundred million times. We yesterday hit 10,000 listens and downloads. That is huge. Thank you for growing this community. Thank you for creating this safe space and being a part of it and embracing it and being here to help yourself. I am so proud of you for doing just that. Now we're going to look in the mirror and say, I love you. Tell yourself that you love yourself. Give yourself that love back. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. You can re-own and retake control of your life. Start by telling yourself that you love yourself. It's my favorite thing to do. So we're looking in the mirror. We're saying it in the window on our walk. We're doing all of the best things that we can for ourselves. I prompt you to drink a lot of water. I've been lacking on my water drinking. And to just remind your friends and your support system that you love them, that you are there for them, and that we're all in this together. We're just humans trying to do the best that we can on this life, on this floating rock in the universe. Love you guys. If you want to give us a follow on Instagram, follow us at listen.growingpains or you can follow me at olivia.santelli. If you think we deserve it, drop us a five-star review wherever you're listening. It'll help us continue to grow this community. Love you so much. Talk to you next week.